for the night at least. Brown for 80. This would be 18 for 20 from the line. And an 81-point game. 55 in the second half. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. Gigi Bryant, 13 years old. Peyton Chester, 13 years old. Alyssa Antebelli, 14 years old. Carrie Antebelli, 46 years old. Christina Mosser, 38 years old. John Antebelli, 56 years old. Sarah Chester, 45 years old. Ara Zabanyan, 50 years old. And Kobe Bryant, 41 years old. I just want to take time to send my deepest, deepest condolences to everyone's family. Just hope they're all resting in paradise. My name is Lee, and this is episode one of the No Strings Podcast. Welcome everyone, this is episode 1 of the No Screens Podcast, I'm your most humble host, Lee, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but so far, the year 2020 fucking sucks. All I've been hearing is bad news, sad news, negativity after negativity, it, it, it's just a bumpy start so far to the new year, and it just got a lot of people wondering, what is next? What are we going to hear next? Joe Jellybean Bryant was a professional basketball player who spent eight seasons in the NBA and eight more playing in Italy. He was the father of Kobe Bryant. The eight seasons he spent playing in Italy is where Kobe Bryant grew up. He was born in Philly, grew up in uh, Italy, which is why he spoke fluent Italian. Uh, Kobe also spoke fluent Spanish. Came back to the States. Someone out there will correct me if I'm wrong when he was like 15 or 16 years old. He attended Lower Marion High School, and he was an absolute phenom. Uh, Kobe stated in a multitude of interviews that he carried the chip on his shoulder because a lot of the other players that he played with and against sort of treated him like an outsider, you know, because he wasn't your average African-American male. You know, he, he wasn't your average poor or rich African-American male. He, he grew up in Italy, you know, so he had a whole different culture upbringing, a whole different whole different foundation some people probably felt indifferent about that because he was different so they tried to treat him like he was a black sheep so he carried the chip on his shoulder went out there on that court and destroyed them because he wanted to show them like no matter how i was born or raised where how much money is in my pocket bank account or anything like that who my parents is or isn't you're not better than me in this game of basketball i grew up watching him when i was in high school like everyone else, I would take trash, ball it up, shoot it in the trash can, and I would yell, Kobe. So it was, it was it was some real horrific news to hear that him and all the other people that unfortunately perished in that helicopter crash is no longer here. Like it, it was just surreal. I was on my way to the Cheesecake Factory, actually, to meet up with two of my friends. A good friend of mine, another brother, texted me and told me that the news and instantly felt horrible because, like, just a few weeks ago, I was making jokes about Kobe. I was saying, like, we were having a discussion with some of my friends. We were talking about how he was pretty much a Jordan clone. He modeled his game behind him, yada, yada. 
we were just making jokes about it. It's just crazy how one day you can be talking to someone or about them and then the next moment they're no longer here. So I just, I instantly felt horrible and I was texting them and I was driving. I almost had to pull over to just get myself together. By the time I got to the Cheesecake Factory, I was somewhat pulled together and then first thing my other two bros started to talk about was of course you know the death of Kobe Bryant and the death of the other all the other people in the plane and they and we were just even though it was a horrible moment because it forced everyone to sort of take a step back breathe a little deeper appreciate everything like life itself existing you know, their loved ones. Like, I, I've seen a lot of fathers posting all over uh, social media with their daughters saying, I'm a girl dead, and, which was uh, a phrase that should be coined. Uh, Anchor Woman had gave a brief statement about her run-in with Kobe, where she had asked him about how do he feel that, you know, since he haven't been able to produce a son, and he had told her at that moment that he loves his daughters and that he wouldn't trade them for nothing and that he's a girl dead. She got teared up, but I'm watching it, so I got choked up, and it's just a horrible feeling. I, I had a conversation with a uh, with a couple friends, and we were talking about how all of this news right here is is eerily comparable to when the world found out that Aaliyah had perished in her plane crash. If I was gonna compare it to something, it would definitely be that. Like it's just it's just a surreal thing. You just feel like people are gone, you know, before that time. It's also light at the end of the tunnel because like I stated it forced everyone to sort of take a step back and just realize like we don't have forever everyone listening to my voice right now has an expiration date you don't want to just keep reminding yourself of that you want to live your life and and enjoy and experience great things and the ups and the downs and the, just the whole journey of life but it, it's good to some sometimes just take a step back and realize hey this could all be over, you know, in the blink of an eye. And I need to really, really experience life and existing to the fullest, to the fullest extent that I can possibly take it. My deepest condolences goes out to all the families. Like, I can't imagine, you know, being his wife and getting this news and what she's going through. Like, to find out that her husband and her daughter is gone, like, all at once. And, you know, entire Antebelli family, like, someone else there will correct me if I'm wrong with that, too. It's a son left. I think it's another daughter left. Just to hear, like, their mother, father, sister is gone. Like, that's that's a lot to take in at one moment. Like I said, my deepest condolences goes out to them. Just too much going on so far in 2020. Just just a horrible time right now. We also got this virus that's running through China and somehow has found its way throughout the rest of the world. Well, not the rest of the world, but it's popped up in a few other countries as well. I had a conversation with a friend about that whole plague and pandemic. I mean, we had the HIV and AIDS pandemic from 2005 to 2012, and that was just wiping people completely out. The death toll was like 36 million. Then we had the Asian flu. That lasted only two years, but managed to take out two million. We also had the flu then flu pandemic in 1918 and they don't even know how many people that took out they estimate between 20 and 50 million then we also had the black death back in the 1300s i, I believe it was from 1346 to 1353 they don't even know how many that that uh plague itself took out they estimate anywhere between 75 and 200 million 75 and 200 million so i'm sure the people back then thought oh it's the end now we always are dealing with these plagues and flus and 
upgraded viruses and things of that nature. Of course, it never makes anything easy. They they said uh, some Australians flew flew home from Wuhan, China. They will be quarantined on the island for two weeks. Americans was also evacuated from Wuhan. And they will be temporarily housed on an airbase in California. And in South Korea, the police have been empowered to detain people who refuse to be quarantined. What if you're walking around China, you're A-OK, you don't have a virus, and police can just walk up to you and try to quarantine you. And if you don't want to be quarantined, if you in factly try to you know, tell them, hey, I'm not sick, you're going to jail. That's insane. That's how bad it is out there right now. Like, that's how scared people are. I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, so far in China, it's, it's gotten 7,700 people sick and it's killed 170 people so far. So, obviously, it's to be taken extremely serious. My heart goes out to all of those people affected, too. Just It's just a bad year so far right now. It's just a, a, a bad start. Like, it's just a dark cloud in the air. Like I said... That's that light at the end of the tunnel. It's forcing people to realize how delicate we are. Like you ever you ever take a step back and really look at yourself? Like we are delicate creatures. Even the most strongest men and women, like we're so doughy and fleshy and our bones are so brittle, like with with force they can be broken. We just so we so fragile. There's a lot of people, you know, out here living like a superman or a superwoman, wonder woman or whatever, but I think it's good to be aware. I think it's great to be aware that it could end one day and it will end one day. I think that's the beautiful thing about being mortal. Experience everything once. There was a myth that that's why the gods hated us. Because everything we do is more beautiful because it's only going to be done once, you know. So I implore everyone listening to my voice right now to just take a step back and just realize, realize some extremes and realize what's really going on and, and how realistic and how surreal things can end up, you know, like. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of yourself. Give all your grandparents, if they're still around, give them the roses while they can still smell them. Give your parents the roses while they can still smell them. Keep pushing forward. I don't know what else to say. Crazy start to 2020. And I guarantee this fucking groundhog will see his shadow. So that means we'll get six more weeks of this cold weather. Trying to be optimistic. Let's see what this year can bring. I mean, things gotta get better, right? We can't go nowhere but up from here, right? Things I plan on doing with the podcast. I have so many ideas. Uh, I'm definitely going to have guests on the show. I'm definitely going to have an array of different topics. I don't like just from everything you can imagine. Religion, finance, economics, relationships, everything. I'm, I'm talking about everything. Aliens, fucking astronauts and other countries and this country and anything you can think of will be talked about on this podcast. And I was brainstorming when I first came up with this idea over three years ago. So this has actually been in the making for over three years. And I talked to a bunch of friends about it. And over the years, I just saw them start to make podcasts. I'm like, what? I've been wanting to make one for going on three and a half years. So let me go ahead and stop procrastinating and get and get my ideas out into the universe and see how many like-minded individuals are out there that think like I think or, you know, find whatever I have to offer interesting. It's a trade-off, you know, you conversation, you know, it's, it's give and take. So I just wanted to see what's out there, you know, throw my ideas out into the universe and see what comes back. I've been extremely interested in podcasts. That's been my number one way of media consumption 
over the past four or five, four to five years, actually. So I always found something amazing about dialogue and conversation. You know, people sitting back and just exchanging ideas. I really like sitting back and having deep intellectual conversation with people and just finding out what makes them tick, teaching and talking to them, letting them know what makes me tick, and just exchanging vibes, energies, and intellectual verbatim. I'm definitely open for suggestions. I'm definitely open for any feedback that my listeners would like to impede on me. So let it ring. Tell me everything that's on your mind. Or what can improve it? What can make it better? What you don't want to hear? I got a suggestion box, so just fill it on up. And that's about it for this episode. I just wanted to just give reverence to the nine people that lost their lives in the helicopter crash. And I wanted to briefly talk about the virus that's going on right now, the virus outbreak. And look forward to this. Looking forward to the guests I'm going to have on the show. I'm looking forward to the all the different topics we're going to discuss. And just looking forward to some great content. So thank you all for taking the time out of your chaotic lives to give me your most valuable resources, which is your time. Because once you spend it, you can never get it back. And I truly, truly appreciate that you just invested some of that time with me. So until next time, I am your most humble host. This was episode one of the No Strings Podcast. <laughs>